0: Welcome back to the show, Reds. This is the Shankly Sessions, the Liverpool podcast. We bring you each and every week on the upper tier over there on YouTube. Head over there, smash that subscribe and bell notification button. Audio versions show are available through Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Wherever you pick up audio versions of your shows, you will find us there. This is your match reaction. Arsenal nil, Liverpool 2. A heck of a game for both sets of fans involved. Not necessarily... The most scintillating game, let's say, for the neutral. But um, a massive game insofar as going and felt like a real cup final in terms of Arsenal progressing in their, their hunt for top four, cementing their place there, trying to. And Liverpool, of course, keeping the title race alive, chasing Man City down, reducing the gap to one point. Absolutely massive, considering back in January, it was something like 13 or 14 points. It's been an absolute revelation of a turnaround And only for poor refereeing and VAR decisions, especially in the Everton game against Man City, Liverpool should rightly now be top of the league. But we won't dwell on that because we keep on pushing forward, taking it game by game, absolutely playing with a maturity and a consistency now um, that most teams will find very hard to stop. And obviously the game at the Etihad early April is going to be absolutely pivotal in deciding where this title goes. Um, let's talk about the game. First of all, I suppose the lineup was interesting insofar as Salah on the bench. And um, so we started with Mane, Jota and Diaz. Um, interesting combination insofar as we started out fairly bright in the first few minutes, picked up a couple of corners. Uh, Van Dijk very unlucky with a header and um, Hit it absolutely beautifully. Great save by Ramsdale, but giving Ramsdale the distance between the header and Ramsdale really was what sealed the save. If he had been a bit closer in, maybe he would have put it away. Um, but then Arsenal grew into the game straight away, started putting us under pressure. Martinelli giving Trent a thorough time throughout the game. Um, and Trent being left a little bit exposed. Eventually, Hendo got his head around it. Diaz got his head around it. And they started tracking back and helping Trent out there. And... Um, especially with Trent being such a forward-thinking player and stuff like that. He can be exposed there at times, so he does need that help there. And, and it's not any disrespect to Trent, it's this is the way and the style at which we play. We need cover at times if we expect our wing-backs to push forward like that. Um, likewise, the same on Robbo's side. Um, but Arsenal put it up to us for 45 minutes. Um, you know, no major moments created in the half, really, except it was just a solid game of football. And um, went in at half time. I think Arsenal would have been out by that performance that they had put on. A um, couple of little breakaways and stuff like that, but nothing major. Um, we wouldn't have been as concerned because we know this maturity in this team now means that we just have a game plan. We stick to that game plan and we have confidence in the players that we have there and the system in which we play that eventually it will deliver opportunities and with the quality that we have, eventually the ball will end up in the back of the net and we will score. Most teams do not keep us out. We tend to score every game, which causes a real problem for the opposition. Come out of half time halftime, um, more of the same, then an opportunity breaks. Poor back passing Thiago to Alisson um Lacazette um, pounces on it. Uh, Allison comes flying out. And the maturity of Allison here, he doesn't dive in at Lacazette's feet or anything like that, doesn't get anything crazy. Just stands him up, peppers him a little bit, and then moves back in. Ball is moved to Odegaard, who takes a shot, and Allison makes the save. These are the moments we talk about with Allison, especially when we talk about player ratings later on. Um, it's real hard to rate a goalkeeper because a, a guy like Allison, most games, he doesn't have a lot to do, but it's those moments that give him a rating of an eight or a nine. And that's why he is one, if not the best goalkeeper in the world. He just comes up on those moments time and time again, makes himself really big and really wide, and deflects the ball away and saves it at nil nil. Could have been a very different game. Odegaard probably on the basis, on the, on the, The balance of it could have done a little bit better. Probably could have just placed the ball rather than tried to smash it off him. Um, But that's neither here nor there. I think that was a pivotal moment in the game because that miss Arsenal would have seen as being their opportunity and they didn't take it. And a few minutes later, Thiago picks up the ball. Imagine this after such a poor back pass. Picks up the ball and has that confidence. Plays a ball through to Jota. Splits Arsenal's defence open. Jota runs on. Tight angle in from the left. And absolutely buries the ball near post, which Ramsdale tries to parry wide, but kind of parries into his net. Um, soft hands. Ramsdale will be very disappointed at getting beaten at that angle. Such a tight angle. I mean, it was eye of a needle stuff when you go back and look at the replay from behind the goal. Um, But a soft hand and couldn't keep the shot out with the power that Jota hit it with. And that makes us one nil. Jota turns around after celebrating, and the next thing he's getting subbed off, and you could see the disappointment in Jota's face as he walked off. And um, you know, in other words, looking at the gaffer going, "Gaffer, look, I just scored. Will you are you taking me off?" But this, this is Klopp, and these are the these are the moments. And we talk about these moments, and we'll talk about Klopp a little bit later on. But these these are this is this is the plan. You stick to the plan. Everyone buys into the plan. And the plan pays off more often than not. So Jota comes off and Firmino comes on. And I think Diaz went off and Mo Salah came on. Um. Now, now, it's safe to say the front three up until that goal weren't having a great game. They weren't really in the game. Mane had a couple of chances, but, you know, he was kind of getting put off the ball. Um, his play was a little bit indifferent. He was looking to the ref for a bit of protection at times, which the ref wasn't going to give. Um, And the the, the, the boys up front, that that blend of those three and those positions kind of really didn't work. Um, So on comes Bobby Firmino. um, And we know what Bobby's about. I mean, Bobby's probably been dying to get back into the game. He's missed a lot of game time this season. So I'm sure when he came on, um, he would have been looking forward to that. But I think six minutes later, around the 60-minute mark, I think it was, um Robbo does a double press ball falls from kindly um, with a block uh cuts in from the left and plays a ball so tight through the eye of a needle again between Firmino and Ramsdale really really tight and Bobby with just that bit of skill just pops the ball into the back of the net leaving Ramsdale grounded. Um, and we have to talk about Bobby's celebration. I mean, he absolutely runs off, hurdles the barrier. And I'm thinking, you're only back from an injury. Don't be hurtling any barriers, Bobby. <laughs> hurdles the barrier, runs over and dives into the crowd. mauls crowd absolutely mauls. And the love for Bobby Firmino and the Liverpool fan base is without question unbelievable. And it, it's, you kind of have to look at this and think, what options we have now. We're taking off Diaz. We're taking off Jota. We're bringing, off, bringing on Firmino and Mo Salah. And, and it's how has all this come about simply by a signing in January of Lewis Diaz has just changed the whole dynamic of the team and the bench. I mean, Harvey Elliott wasn't on the bench last night. Um, you know, it's, it's just it's it's incredible to think the options that we now have there Um when you think about at the start of the season, a lot of our rivals and a lot of other fans were turned around and going, you know, yeah, Liverpool, if they can keep all their players fit, they should be okay this season. But the likelihood is players will get injured. And the likelihood is that very light on the bench. I don't think we're very light on the bench at all anymore. Now I think it's changed, but it's amazing the way that dynamic has changed because we've gotten Harvey Elliott back off injury and Lewis Diaz has come in signing in in January. So thank you sports fans. Um, but it's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic there now in terms of once that second goal went in, then the energy just seeped out of the Arsenal side. It was like, shit, here we go again type of thing. And like hats off to Arsenal, they kept it at 2-0. And Martinelli again, um, who had an outstanding game in fairness to him, um, cut in. Uh Trent was left a little bit exposed again. Cut in it was around the 80, 87, 88 minute. Cuts in and lets fly with a shot um from the left hand side going to the right post I'm very unlucky to miss, just went by the post, um, which could have set up a different dynamic in the, the latter stages of the game for the last four or five minutes. Um, but didn't. Um, but we gotta like. You look at these times and you look at at these matches and these, these are the matches that you look back on and you go, that was a moment in the season. We could have easily drawn that game against Arsenal, especially with Man City drawn against Crystal Palace and opening the door for us. And we've seen in the past the times when that door gets slightly opened up for us, we just don't take advantage of it. But I think this time there's a confidence and a maturity and an understanding within this team of what it's going to take to land this title. And they know that they cannot mess up, not even for one game. And that the game at the EDI is so pivotal. And remember, when we come back off the international break, we have Wofford, and we're playing Wofford in the early game. So if we beat Wofford, we go two points ahead. So we'll be top of the league. Man City, I think, are then playing Burnley. Now, you would expect Man City to beat Burnley, but you would expect Man City to beat Southampton. You would expect Man City to beat Crystal Palace. But they didn't. And they're starting to feel the pressure of it. And it was noticeable the other night in the Palace game with Bernardo Silva, I think it was his interview, where he turned around and he wasn't even asked about Liverpool. And this comment back to one of the questions was, well, I'd rather be in our position than Liverpool's position. So those guys are feeling the heat at the front of this race. They're feeling the pressure. They know we're breathing down their necks. They know that we've learned, especially from the 97-point season, they know that we've learned from that season what it takes. That like, there can be no slip up in this. There can be no draw. There can be no dropping off. No complacency. We are playing in the same way. And yes, they in that game we were only in kind of second gear. Really, we didn't really get out of second gear. You know, and you can see with Arsenal. I mean, Arsenal Arteta's doing a fabulous job there at the moment. I mean, they really only are maybe two or three signings away from being really competitive. Um, but you can see the maturity in the Liverpool side that we've been there, we've been to the dance, we won the league, we won the Champions League. That maturity is there that stands with you now in these games, whereas you look at Arsenal, they're starting to show form and some of the players that were there, they have a lot of youth in there that hasn't really been to this dance before. And sometimes the energy of trying to lift yourself into that top four race and hold that top four position can be tough at times, a lot of pressure there. We're trying to handle the pressure of a title race. They're trying to handle the pressure of a top four race. And in some respects, there's parallels with both clubs. The only difference is we've had that experience. We've had that maturity. We've come through it. You know, We had that tough time in Kiev. We had that tough season where we missed out by a point in an amazing title race, not this similar to this one. And I think for Arsenal... I think there's a lot of young players in there at the moment that haven't experienced that and they're going to learn from that. And I don't think this result derails them in any way because I'm not going to use the word free hit because there's no such free hit, I think, in football matches in the Premier League. But I think they would have looked at this and said, you know, if we lose this, we're not necessarily over. They do have games against Chelsea. They do have games against Spurs. And I think they have to play United as well. So in some respects, it's in their own hands in the top four race. Um, but I think they would have looked at this one to being one of the tougher ones and what I like about Liverpool at the moment as well the fact that it was in the Emirates the fact that we're going about our business you know and it doesn't matter whether we're home or away obviously when we're home it's much better with the crowd and the cop and Anfield and all that but there's a certain level and expectation of performance in this group now home or away um, to proceed with what's on the table at the moment and They're constantly looking at carving out history all the time. A lot of the fan base is getting gassed up about this quad and stuff like that. I wouldn't be getting too gassed up about that at the moment. I think we're a long way off that at the moment, if it does happen to transpire that we put ourselves in a position. Again, coming up, we have a tough game away to Forest now at the weekend. And in some respects, it's kind of a relief that we can park the Premier League now for a week or two with this international break. Try and get through this forest game, get into the semi finals of the cup. We're through to the quarter final of the Champions League. We have that draw tomorrow, 11 a.m. on Friday. So it's going to be very interesting to see who we get in that. Will we draw one of the local English teams? Or will we end up drawing a Villarreal, who had a fabulous result against Juve? um, Or Benfica, who knocked out Ajax? Um, To be honest, I'm not overly pushed who we get. I think over two legs and going back to Anfield, I think we can beat anyone. Um, but it will be nice if the draw favoured us a little bit. Um, Forest on Sunday evening at their ground, that's going to be a serious atmosphere. It's going to be tough, lots of history there. Um, and in some respects, it will present a very different dynamic to the one that we had tonight. Um, Forest will play open, they will play lively, they will try and get at us they will try you'll see what they've done with Premier League so it's this season already they've gone in and bullied them in the midfield and stuff like that so again no room for complacency we're going to have to be on it um, in a slightly different way um, but yeah it would be nice if we could go into that international break now we in the semi-final of the FA Cup that we got a decent draw in the quarter-final of the Champions League and that we're only a point off Man City um it's a reflection of how good this team is and it's it, it, it's only it's only in time we will learn to appreciate the moments that we're going through now in football as liverpool fans um and we push on to the next one the the title race continues champions league continues carabao cup in the bag fa cup continues Exciting times for Liverpool because it's matches all the way and not much time for training. But these boys know what their job is and they know what their expectation is when they grow out on the pitch. And we're coming to a crescendo in this season now, right at the right time, where we have practically all our squad is fully fit. And they're all chomping at the bit to be involved. So we just leave it at that. Let's get into player ratings anyway. Um, It's a difficult one to do these kind of player ratings because... As we said at this stage in the season, it's all about results. It's it's not necessarily about the performance. It's about getting the points on the board, pressurizing Man City, keeping the title race going. But with that in mind, Allison, give him an eight. Um, I thought his distribution, I think, was decent. Um, I thought that that save, that clutch save, on. 50 odd minutes or whatever it was I thought is vital and this, the, he, he tends to do that, there's a confidence in the side at the moment that even at nil-nil our opportunities will come, we will get a goal but it's vital that he's so involved in terms of clean sheets and the understanding between him, Joel Virgil, Kanate, Gomez, whoever comes in is absolutely fundamental to our play. You can see with the high line that we play, our defence spends most of its time on the halfway line, and he sort of shadows that space in behind that. If anything comes over the top, he's on it straight away, playing nearly like nearly a sweeper role, and it's um, it's really really, it's a different dynamic in playing football now the way that we play, and he's fundamental to it. So I gave him an eight. I just thought I just thought, thought that save us. You know if if Odegaard scores that goal this is a very different game then Trent I give a six too I know sometimes his ratings on here they be a little bit harsh but I give him a six because I thought Martinelli I think had him over and over and over again. And I think the maturity of Trent now at this stage even though he's still a young lad but the maturity and the experience that he's had he should be figuring out how to play that guy and one of them he cut in on the left and he just spun Trent and left him for dead. Now, the way we play, our expectation is that Trent is very much an attacking back and he needs cover in there and he needs help and stuff like that. And that help wasn't there. And eventually in the second half, we figured it out a bit better with Hendo and stuff like that, providing that bit of cover. But at times, he'd just be a little bit exposed out there. Um, and that's why I gave him a six. up I gave a seven. I also gave Van Dyke a seven as well. I think the two boys, I think Van Dyke. Um, I think he was a little bit sloppy in the first half in terms of his distribution um, very unlucky with the header in the early stages of the game um, Mattup just goes about his business he's been a revelation this season Joel Mattup, and arguably being our best defender this season hasn't really been injured um, so they figured out through sports science and everything else how to figure out John Mathub and keep him fit and I think John Mattup being fit has been fundamental to the success of our season this year uh, Robbo will give an a 2 um, I thought he handled Saka really really well in the game didn't have much opportunity Saka pitted out in the game kind of um, but that double press where he won that ball to set up Bobby for the goal is all about what Robbo's about desire, attack, getting stuck in 100% committed to the task an understanding of the game and how it unfolds Rarely gets caught out of position. He's just an all-round fantastic player. Give him an eight. Fabinho gave a seven-two. Um, first half played a little bit high up at times and created that space in between himself and the defense. Not normally what he does. Second half, much better. Um, slip back into that normal role, that shadowing role that he does. Um, so give him a seven, thought he was pff, Fabinho basically. And um, Tiago we give a 7 2. Um, very lucky with that misplaced back pass that ended up with Lacazette, got away with it. But, but the, the measure of the man and the confidence of the man is shortly after picks up the ball, sublime pass of the Jada split Arsenal wide open. Um, and that's why he gave him a 7. And um, Hendo would give a 7 2 as well. Workman like at times in the first half wasn't kind of, you know. Help and Trent and stuff like that the way he normally does and, and creating that sort of synergy between the two of them working up that side. But got hold of it in the second half much better. I gave him a seven. Mane, I gave a six too. I still think there's issues there with Sadio Mane. I, I just don't think he's where he should be. Um, I think at times in this game although he was picking up the ball and stuff like that, he was just running into trouble. He wasn't backing off, creating the space that he needed. And that might be you know, a positive thing for Arsenal that they had done the homework on him and they doubled up on him and stuff like that and all. But I think at his level now, I think he should be imposing himself more on the games. And in terms of, not in terms of his work rate, I think his work rate is okay. He works really, really hard for the team. But in terms of the quality of that work rate, in terms of winning balls back more cleanly, very unlucky not to be booked. You know, gives away fouls time after time after time and really skates that thin line. And, you know, if he gets a booking early in the game, it kind of changes the dynamic of that front three in terms of what he can do, because he tends to be more aggressive in the moment. And you just need to be really careful with that. So give him a six. Jota gave a seven to, mainly because of the goal. Um, Other than that, I think he was kind of like he was playing off the shoulder off the defense and stuff like that, but not getting really much joy from it and stuff like that. But I think that blend of those three boys up front, I I just don't think it worked. Um I just don't think it worked. And I and I think it it's hats off to Arsen as well. I think especially first 45 minutes, I think Arsenal were really good at shackling the boys. Um Diaz I gave a six two. Um I don't think he had a huge impact on the game. Brings a lot of energy, does a lot of running. Um, but in a game like this, I think there's kind of a, a confidence and a cleverness that you have to bring to it. And you don't necessarily have to be that ball of energy all the time. Um, kind of like what you see with Ox at times, where you're trying to over-impress the gaffer too much by doing things. Just be a little bit more clever in your play and stuff like that. Stand it off a little bit and stuff. I'll give him a six. Um Firmino, who came on, I gave him an eight. Um, I could see that Bobby on the sideline, he was chomping at the bit, loves a goal against Arsenal. Um, came on with Salah. His link up play was much better. His retention of the ball was much better. Now, he, he did come on at a key time where Arsenal had had a kick in the gonads in terms of that goal um, and in terms of missing out on the out-of-guard opportunity. So they were kind of sunk a little bit. But now. Needless to say, Bobby came on, controlled the game a little bit more, picks up the ball. He has a knife for certain movement and stuff like that. There's a cleverness about him in terms of playing on that front three and just brings a different dynamic to the work rate that we've seen over the last few weeks. Um, inevitably crops up and gets the goal and and just the celebration was just. Bobby Firmino's back, baby. I'm here with the fans. Don't forget about me. I'm still here. I'm still Bobby Firmino. I'm still world class on my day. Um, got booked for it, but who cares? If it was worth it. Salah I gave a 7-2. Um, came on, you know... Created a little bit more of a dynamic. Of course, when Arsenal see Mo Salah coming on, they're going to be very concerned because it's like, here we go kind of thing. So they kind of have to double up on him a little bit and stuff like that. Made a few nice runs. His link-up playing, his understanding with Bobby is really, really good, just from years of playing together. And it's a different dynamic than when we play the other three or a combination of the other three. When Bobby Firmino's on the pitch, he has a very good understanding with Mo Salah and he has a very good understanding with Sadio Mane. And it's just a different dynamic. But I gave Salah a seven. Curtis obviously came on. I didn't um, I didn't give him a rating. I mean, he wasn't on long enough. But safe to say, again, a nice substitution to having the bank there if you want to bring Curtis Jones on. If you're potentially chasing the game where you need something to happen, he brings that positivity in midfield. And he always has an eye for goal and an eye for a forward pass. Um, but nice to see him come on on. But look, that's another game down. It's another win. One point. In it, back to Man City now in this title race. Um, We can park that for a while now. It's FA Cup all the way and obviously a big Champions League draw on Friday. Let's see who we get. Um, Safe to say, no one will want to draw Liverpool in the Champions League. So it'll be interesting to see who we get. We will be covering that draw on Friday and giving our reaction to it. Um, But until next time, Reds, let's keep this going.